Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I'm Jason Connell, documentary filmmaker, churn podcaster. And I'm Sal Rodriguez, comedian and toy collector. I'm big time excited to talk Cobra Kai today. So am I. This is incredibly exciting. I'm kied out. You're kied out. Yeah. Can I start saying that? I think it's a new thing. <laughs> so when I heard about this show coming out, I was very reluctant. And so when you first saw the trailer, you're like, what? What are they doing? Yeah, I was really disappointed. So wait, so what finally coerced you into watching? The good reviews on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Which let me just say, the series has an 8.8 .8 IMDb rating and a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. So that has held up in the last two seasons. So finally, I was like, there's enough there for me to give it a shot. Was it exclusively on YouTube Red? Correct. Right. It's never been on Netflix or anything? Not yet. Okay. It was created by John Hurwitz, Hayden Schlossberg, and Josh Heald. Various writers on Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. The last person I mentioned wrote Hot Tub Time Machine. And they had gotten together and wanted to make another Karate Kid movie. Probably a throwback. You know, maybe picking up where the original had left off. Yeah. And Just forgetting about all the sequels then? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, just picking up where that left off. And there was a lot of rights issues, if you can imagine. Jerry yeah. Weintraub had passed away, so it's the estate they have to deal with. Will Smith and his company were involved when yes. the remake happened. And, so, and Will Smith is one of the producers of Cobra Kai. Correct. Which I found interesting. I mean, it morphed from making it a movie into a show. And with success of things like Fuller House, eventually they got it, you know, greenlit. Well, the 80s are hot right now. Would exactly. you say that? I think they've always been hot. You think so? A little I bit. mean, the 80s stands out more as a decade than the 90s. Oh, for sure. Nobody cares about the 90s. But give think. it 10 years. You think people will care about the 90s in 10 years like they care about the 80s now? I think younger generations might care about the 90s. What more. stands out from the 90s? Bill Clinton? What do we got? Grunge. Okay. Plaid. Okay. Crisscross. <laughs> you totally crossed out, you mean? <laughs> Sorry, I'm crossed out. <laughs> so then they went and got William Zadka first. I'd read that he had never really let the character Johnny go, and nor did he ever really get to play him again. Yeah. He wasn't in those sequels. Well, wait, so what has he been doing all these years? Well, we'll have to ask him when we get him on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't this like Jackie Earl Haley guy. It was like, you know, hanging out, waiting for another break again. Is that is that what was happening? I'm not sure. Maybe he was a handyman. Yeah. So then they, they teamed up and they figured... Okay. I, that took me a second. Yeah, just, was, just give it a second. <laughs> and then they went after Ralph Macchio, which was tougher because he had really distanced himself from a lot of the Karate Kid stuff. But has he been acting, though, in other... I mean, yeah, Ralph Macchio had been doing things. Obviously, never... He's been acting was, recently. Yes. He has been. Okay. So, I mean, because after, was it My Cousin Vinny... Yeah, that was a good film. Okay, after that, I kind of lost track of it. He was in a movie called Beer League. He'd pop up in some things, okay. but no, you know, substantial character. And I'm sure he also always probably wanted more from those subsequent films. And yeah. again, let's just be honest. Cardi Kid 2 wasn't awful. Yeah. It's like Jaws 2. It's still pretty good. Mm -hmm. But from there, I believe it went downhill. Yeah. So then they got him signed up, and he really wanted to know where the character was going and, you know, was really not just wanting a, a good pitch, but he really wanted to know development and story. And these guys, I got to give them credit. They really created something special. Yeah. And I'm excited to share what we think about it with our audience. I'm pretty excited. I'm totally kied out. Yeah. He said that already. So this show, unlike The Cruddy Kid, is filmed in California and Georgia. 
some locations are in the valley, but there were some other locations that I was trying to think where it was, and I found out it was in Atlanta. So Wait, so in episode one, there are some scenes shot in Georgia? LaRusso Auto. Oh. Things like that. You know. Well, now I feel cheated. I know, I do too. Because Karate Kid was all, was all shot in the valley. But right? there's a lot shot in here, so it's a, it's a good mashup of, of both. The very beginning of episode one, season one, Johnny's driving. Yeah, that's here. That's, that, that's, that's, that's in L.A. Yeah, yeah, I recognize Ventura Boulevard yeah. and all that. Season one of Cobra Kai came out May 2nd, 2018. Episode one is called Ace Degenerate. And it gets an 8.8 .8 rating on IMDb. So we open with All Valley Under 18 Karate Tournament. And we are going back in time right now. It even gives the date, I think. December 19th, 1984. Yes. Now, before we go further, I looked this up. That's a Wednesday. Hmm. Oh, okay. Very strange day for a tournament. <laughs> I mean, even if it's Christmas break, people have to go to work. Yeah. And I looked in the stands of that tournament, and it's full of adults, extras. And so why did they not, Sal, just say December 22nd, Saturday? Is it Maybe, too close to Christmas? I think it's too close to Christmas. People are going to say, who the hell's having a karate tournament a few days before Christmas? So they just say they'd knock three off and call it a day? Well, you know what? I think sometimes certain dates in movies, it might have been one of the producer's daughter's birthday or something. So I was thinking that. Yeah. Maybe the director, rest in peace, John Abelson, guess when his birthday is? Not December 19th. December 21st. What? So maybe there was a thought like, let's do it on that. And then he said, no, let's get it out of the 20s. Let's <laughs> knock it down to the teens. Put it on a Wednesday. Who's going to research that? But anyway, it's small detail, but still pretty funny. No, I am always interested in the tiny decisions. And that was one thing I really loved when I was doing Q&A moderator at film festivals was I always asked the director, why did you do that? Even little things. Why, why did you have him drink with his right hand and not his left hand, you know? Why did the car make a right turn, not, not a left turn? You know? Little things that your average viewer may think is, it just may go over their head or they're mundane. But there's always reasons why directors and writers do things. Totally agree. And this is a little big detail. And if we ever get the writer on, he might be the person to ask. Yeah. Because they easily could have called it something else. But I think it was too close to the holidays. And you know what? Do it the Saturday prior. <laughs> Get away from it completely. That would have been what? Seven days prior to December 19th, the 12th? No, seven days prior to the 22nd. It would have been 15th. So December 15th. All right. We are in. And we are back in time in the Daniel and Johnny match. Yeah. And it's astounding. I thought initially maybe there's different angles or things we yeah. hadn't seen, but I did a side-by-side -side comparison and it's just taken right out of the movie. Yeah. But I felt like it really gave the show gravitas to see like, oh, they're really going back and, you know, they have the Bible. They got yeah. the playbook. That's the first shot is the movie. Yeah. They're not alluding no. to it. The first thing that was different was when the crane kick comes and Johnny goes down. He lays on the ground a lot longer. Yeah. Rather than getting up and giving Danny the trophy yes. from the movie. Yeah. And what do you say when he gives him the trophy? I forgot what he said. Oh, is it, this is for you? You earned this or something like that? You are right, LaRusso. Is that what he said? Yeah. In Karate Kid? Yeah. Okay, but they didn't have that in this They episode. didn't go that far. So yes. they do the face plant yeah. dissolve or, or cut into face plant on the bed in present day yes. with Coors cans all over the bed. Yes. And, and he, he takes made, a swig of that one. Takes a swig of a Coors bottle. And you just know from those opening shots that 
Johnny's life has not gone the way it should have gone. Well, I'm definitely wondering, when I see that, I'm wondering, what has he been doing all these years? When did his life start going downhill? Was it right after that tournament? Right after he has that face-off with his sensei? Yeah, it's with Crease in the parking lot. Yeah, is that when his life started going downhill? Or did he at least have some decent 20s and then start going downhill in his 30s? Maybe it's when the heroin started. Does he do heroin? No, I no. <laughs> I have not seen any other episodes yet. I think they're putting it all on this tournament. Wow. So that was a life-changing moment. I had a rap battle in high school that went terribly. And look where I'm at today. So Yeah. 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 If you'd only won that battle, <laughs> if I you wouldn't be sitting here with me now. <laughs> so Johnny's apartment, as we see the exterior, as he's dressing to go to work. And by the way, he's cooking like bologna for breakfast. <laughs> he's frying bologna. Frying bologna. You can't get much lower than, than and that. And there's just coors well, everywhere. A mayonnaise sandwich, maybe. I'm really just curious <laughs> about the movie he's watching as he's eating his fried bologna. He's yeah. watching some film where somebody's mowing people down with an assault rifle or something. I don't something. know what that is. Was it Killing Zoe? That's one thing I did not research. Yeah, because then later on he's watching the movie. We'll, we'll get into well, that. We'll get into that. Yeah, That's a I'm wondering historic. Now, okay, movie. so I started thinking, is that the same movie? No. Okay. So we leave the apartment. And it really reminded me of where Daniel lived in Karate Kid, the Seven Seas. Mm, they yeah. did a good job of... Kind of, it's not the Seven Seas, no. but it's in Reseda. Yeah. And they did a good job of putting him in that environment. Well, it's a role reversal, well, right? Exactly. So who do we meet right when he comes out? Miguel. Miguel. Miguel or, or also referred to as uh, Menudo. Not very PC. Which, by the way, Menudo, for, for the uninitiated, were Puerto Rican. They weren't Mexican, even though everybody thinks that Menudo's Mexican. Good point. But immediately, it's like this show is kind of twisting things. And it's almost like we meet a young Danielson. Yeah, it's almost like a parallel universe. Yeah, almost. it's a little Stranger Things. Yes, yes. Like Johnny is Miyagi. But anyway, so he's really rude. Johnny's not a happy guy. He's a drunk. He's not where he wants to be. He's alone. And he's a handyman. Yeah. He's a handyman that drives a Pontiac Firebird, which I thought was interesting because I was thinking if... If you're a handyman, you maybe want to drive a truck or something. Was that not his car in the original movie? I don't remember him driving a car in Karate well, he Kid. He drove that one scene where they invited Danny to come with them. Was he alley. driving? He was driving, but it was a convertible and it wasn't this car. Okay. Some, some other guy rolled up in a car like this. That's right. Okay, but I think we're, we're led to believe or, or should assume that this Pontiac Firebird He's had for decades. Yeah, absolutely. Since the 80s. Yeah. And he blares 80s rock music <laughs> right out of the gate. Yes. And so next we see Johnny driving on Ventura Boulevard, comes up to a stop sign. And what do we see in front of him? But LaRusso Auto Group billboard. At that moment, Johnny says, another one? I don't know if he meant another billboard or another location. Or both. Or both. It says, we kick the competition. Tarzana, Woodland Hills, North Hollywood, Sherman Oaks. So they're like the CarMax of yeah. this world. Yeah. And of course, it's LaRusso. And the next thing we know, Johnny is very, it's almost like Billy Madison when he rolled up and went back to high school, but he was, remember that? Yeah. He was out of like, not cool anymore. Mm -hmm. That is very much Johnny in this world. Sure. He rolls up and tries to hit on a female runner and she calls him a creep. Yes. So he's just decades behind and he's got a bad attitude about him. Yeah. Then we have a classic 80s montage of Johnny doing handyman work. Yeah. He's hanging up this 
flat screen on a wall and then comes and gets bitched out by the woman of the house and then subsequently then gets fired from his job because he says to her, he says, quit bitching at me. And she says, what did you call me? I think she said, what did you call me? That's and, right. Yeah. Because she, she said, do you call me a bitch? Yeah. So then he gets fired Naturally. from his handyman job. That's right. And I like how he has to make that call on a lookout point over, <laughs> over Griffith Park. And then what does he hear on the radio? He's just becoming surrounded by LaRusso. He sees the billboard. He hears the radio ad. And then in the next scene, he's going to be seeing the commercial. He's, he just cannot escape from the ghost of Daniel LaRusso. Which is kind of funny. Like you said, 35 years ago uh, or whenever, you had this rap thing that you didn't, you know. Hey, don't date me. It wasn't 35 oh, 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 years ago. Two years ago. When I was in high school, 10 years ago. I've had many seasons that ended poorly, and we had the converse of that. We won some titles, but it's not as if any of those hung with me and brought me down. Like, there was a lot on this under-18 karate yeah. tournament. But uh, you, you mentioned something, I think you mentioned in passing off the air, where you said that Lawrence would beat LaRusso in a street fight any day. But it's just in a competitive tournament environment. Yeah. Point system. Yeah, things are different. I mean, in a few scenes from now, when we see him kick ass in front of the receipt of flats, right? I, I don't know if Danielson could do that. I think he's also taking his training further than he was in the first tournament in the first Karate Kid. Well, because later on in the scene where he's with his daughter, he's wearing a black belt. And I'm thinking, did he re legitimately earn this black belt or is this a stolen black belt from Karate Kid? No, I think Daniel's training, well, even his training continued in the third Karate Kid as well as the second Karate Kid. So I do believe that he is probably at an equal level of Johnny now in the world, okay. but not at the time. Yes. So who could win a street fight now? I say it's a toss up. Who's really? in better shape? Right? I don't know. Well, Johnny's drinking a lot. But Johnny looks like he's in better shape. Well, he just looks like a badass. I mean, he's a little more built. Yeah. LaRusso's a little more scrawny, just like in The Karate Kid. LaRusso was a little bit scrawnier. And they're both hotheads, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, we've just seen how far the mighty have fallen. Yeah. From Karate Kid lore to now Johnny's a beaten man. And guess what starts to happen? I, and I think you as well, feel empathy for Johnny. Sure. And you start to think, wow, I didn't know this side of him. He was such a prick, you know? And not yeah. only that movie, like some other movies that were very similar, he was so typecast. But there was that moment of redemption at the end of Karate Kid. Right. When he hands LaRusso the trophy. Yeah. And right. what did he say again? You are right, LaRusso. Yeah. So at that moment, is the that's the olive branch. Yep. And at, at the end of Karate Kid, I think that we don't hate Johnny anymore. That's true. He redeemed himself at the very end. So you don't go into Cobra Kai, I don't think, hating Johnny. I think you kind of go in a little more open-minded if you remember how Karate Kid ended. Yeah, you're right. He wasn't as hated, but every time you went back to rewatch the movie, he's a bad guy all over again. Yeah. I think it would have been nice to have him in the sequel, beyond the opening sequence with Mr. Miyagi, and have him be a part of that story, but it just didn't happen. Yeah. Because I was always curious what had happened of the Cobra Kais. Maybe they could have changed without Crease. You know, and I think that happened in the third Karate Kid, and maybe we'll do a special episode mm -hmm. at some point in time, because I really don't know much about the third Karate Kid. I remember yeah. trying to watch it and just not being into it at like 19. I just was so detached. Was Pat Morita in Karate Kid 3? Yeah, I think he was in all of them. Okay. And that was the last one that Ralph Macchio was in. Well, there wasn't a Karate Kid 4, right? There was the next Karate Kid. And, oh. and that was Hilary Swank. Oh, and interesting. If you, if you watch the trailer, it's it gets a little hokey. Really? Yeah. But Marita's in it. It's a payday. 
So we're at the mini mart and Johnny is getting a classic pizza slice dinner. Very unsanitary. The guy grabs a pizza slice with his hand. It's so horrible. It's disgusting. Why would Johnny want to eat that pizza when the guy's holding it with his bare hands? It was hard to watch. And, and, and the name of the market is called Reseda Flats. Yeah. Which is interesting if you know a little bit of folklore about the San Fernando Valley. The word flats, actually probably all of Los Angeles, the word flats has old gang overtones or undertones. There used to be a gang in Pacoima, which is on the northeast end of the San Fernando Valley, called Pacoima Flats. I'm wondering if maybe at one time there was a gang in Reseda called Reseda Flats. I didn't know that. But I've never heard of the word flats used anywhere in the valley, San Fernando Valley, other than Pacoima Flats. So I wonder if they did a little homage to Pacoima Flats and call that place Reseda Flats. Because I've never heard of that expression, that name. I thought that was pretty interesting. We'll have to find out. Miguel is also on the Mini Mart. And Miguel goes there to get Pepto-Bismol. That's right. For his grandmother, right? That's what we learn. But then on the way out, Johnny passes this rowdy bunch of kids, which really remind me of a Cobra Kai scene. Yeah. These guys come spilling out of a Jeep. So one of them's vaping yeah. and blows the smoke into Johnny's face Ugh. with his pizza. And these guys are high schoolers and Johnny just dismisses it. Yeah. But these guys are trouble and sure. you know it. Yeah. Johnny just let it roll off his back, sat down, starts eating his pizza, gets accosted by that lady. That's right. Uh, Homeless lady. Yeah. Vagrant. Hey, this is my corner to work. Yeah. So because Johnny's looking like he doesn't even have a home. Yeah. He does have a car. Yeah. And so next thing we know, the rowdy kids come out. They're pushing over Miguel. Yeah. And they all of a sudden they're beating him up. Very reminiscent of what happened to Daniel with the Cobra Kai. Sure. But and there's no girl to fight over. There's no girl. No boombox to no fight boom over. No boombox, no soccer balls. No. In fact, there's no soccer in this episode. No. Unlike the movie. In fact, if I was going to get my ass kicked, I'd rather have my ass kicked at the beach. I agree. I mean, if I'm going to get my ass kicked, I'd rather look at some, some nature's landscape, you know? I want to see beauty if I'm getting my head bashed in. And then they pour the Pepto-Bismol all over his head, which is just despicable. Very insulting, because he said, I got that from my grandmother. So Johnny's still not doing anything until they throw Miguel at his car. Yes. And the car getting hit was that that was it. That's what he said. Hey! Johnny puts his pizza slice down (laughs) and he turns into Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. Taking out all the Cobra Kai's, if you will. Well, remember that first kick? I think he pulled a a groin muscle. I think he did. He hadn't done that in a while. And I'll give the guys credit. They even fought back like a second and third time, unlike the movie. They kept coming back. But eventually he bests them all. And Miguel is in awe, but it goes a little too far because the cops show up. Yes. And they pepper spray him right away. Pepper spray him. And next thing you know, Johnny's hauled off to jail. By the way, I did watch that fight scene twice. Actually, I probably watched it four times at this point because I really liked that fight scene a lot. That was good. I thought it was really choreographed really well. And I say that because I'm a big fan of mixed martial arts. I've been watching UFC since 93 from the beginning. Yep. I've seen every UFC event. And you know what? When I watch a fight scene, I watch it with a critical eye. I'm usually thinking, oh, this looks so fake. Right. But you know what? The scenes are choreographed really well. It was good. I liked it a lot. Yeah. And the kids did really good in that, I thought. I didn't like them immediately. <laughs> I'm against them. So you're already pulling for Johnny more. Well, they did the old, like, laughing at you as they beat you. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha. Look at this guy. Ha, ha. Like, they're laughing as they're beating you. As someone who has been jumped on the streets of the San Fernando Valley... You have? Yeah, oh yeah. Recently? <laughs> Not recently. But I will say that never once were they laughing <laughs> when they beat me. They only beat me 
They did not laugh and beat me, which makes it even worse. Were you ever beaten on the beach? Unfortunately, no. I was beaten in front of a gas station one time, in front of a grocery store another time. Unfortunately, growing up in the San Fernando Valley in the 80s and 90s, I was jumped no less than three times. What were you wearing? Well, one time I had a shaved head and they accused me of being from a rival gang yeah. at the time. Because unfortunately, right when I decided to shave my head in high school, there was a gang that was known for shaved heads. Uh, so stupid me decides to shave my head, which was not the style at the time necessarily in that area. You're a trendsetter. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking I look cool with my shaved head. And meanwhile, this gang pops out of this car. Hey, you're from Brownstone. That was a gang. You're from Brownstone? No, I'm not from Brownstone. No, I'm from the flats. Yeah, exactly. While well, they kicked my ass in front of the gas station up and down. Unfortunately, I did not know karate. What about the other times? I still didn't know karate. Oh, still bald? <laughs> still today. Bald, still no karate. No karate. But you know how to examine a fight. I have taken Muay Thai. I have taken okay. boxing. And again, having taken some fights, coaching, having watched many fights, I'm telling you, I watch fights, choreograph fights with a critical eye. They're either like way out there, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, where they're like completely a farce. Right. You know? But no, I like the way these fights are choreographed. I like that you also can't tell, even if you pause it, you can't really tell the stuntmen. It was really well done. It was good. And then it was nice to see Johnny back in form and yes. also protecting Miguel. Initially it was his car, but he knew this is not good. So you know there's something inside of Johnny that he's not just a bully. Yeah. He was breaking up bullies. And that was kind of neat to see. Oh, yeah. But he's in jail. Yeah. The next thing we see, Johnny's been released from jail and Miguel is waiting for him. Mm-hmm. In the, like, outside the apartment complex. He says, I want to tell you thank you. And he also plants in his ear, you should open up a dojo. Mm -hmm. Well, he didn't say dojo. You should teach me karate. Yes. And that's where Johnny really, the idea begins to crystallize. Interesting. I didn't think about that. So Miguel was the one who initially gave him the idea. Because Miguel was so impressed by what he saw. Yes. He just lost his job. Mm -hmm. So put two and two together. But when he opens his door to go into his own apartment, there is... Ed Asner mm-hmm. as Johnny's stepdad. Yes. There with his nurse. His nurse. And it was kind of like a valet almost, because at the end, remember, he's like, oh, call up Arts Deli. <laughs> so it's kind of like his nurse, but kind of like his personal assistant as well. Yeah. We come to find out that Johnny's mother has passed. This mm-hmm. is his stepfather, who yes. we found out probably didn't care about Johnny that much, but no. promised to his mother that he would take care of him. Yeah. So what does he do? Well, he's had it up to here. I guess that... Johnny's been a problem for many years. He's probably had to have been bailed out many times exactly. by his stepdad. So at this moment in time, his stepdad has had enough, wants him out of his life. And he says something like, even your mother would forgive me. And then he hands him a check. When somebody hands somebody a check, I want to know how much is that check? It wasn't a blank check. No, that would be really fantastic. But he hands him a check and then Johnny just rips it up, says, I don't want your money. I initially thought it was... 10, but I'd say 25,000. You tend to think it's... I'm probably thinking it's about 50,000 is what I'm thinking. So we're going to have to ask William when we get in <laughs> How much was that check for? I want to see the prop. I want to see the actual prop, see if there's actual writing on there. So gives him the check. What's he do? Oh, he rips it. He says, I don't want Rips it up. Yeah. Next scene, we cut to classic 80s movie. Iron Eagle. Oh. So he's watching Iron Eagle, and you can tell that this is a big movie for Johnny. Okay. And it's a scene with Chappie, Louis Gossett Jr., pretty inspiring speech. Sure. What's letting him know, reminding you to dig into yourself, remember who you are, 
grab who you used to be and bring them back out again. That's exactly it. But then it's short-lived because LaRusso's commercial <laughs> pops on. Yes. That's what I'm saying. He cannot escape LaRusso everywhere he goes. And, and, then, and during that moment where, where he, he's getting emotional, you can see he's starting to tear up a bit. This is a very life-changing, pivotal moment. And then, boom, LaRusso auto sales coming in. And his remote's not working. So, of course, he throws the remote into the TV smashing it because he's just had enough of LaRusso. Is that the Elvis moment? Didn't Elvis do something like that? Or Elvis shot the TV? I'm sure Elvis did a lot of things. Elvis shot the TV, yeah. So Johnny's mad. And this commercial, though, to speak on that, it's pretty funny because now we actually, for the first time in the series so far, we see LaRusso come to life. And he's doing like cutting prices and he's doing some karate moves in the commercial. He's getting so much mileage out of this tournament. It was all it was, valley. It was Remember? almost like the Olympics. <laughs> it, was, it was all valley. It sure wasn't just all California. <laughs> it was, no, it was all valley. So was there, his commercials are totally hokey and silly. And yeah, he's hacking away at prices and karate chops. Okay. So it's 35 years later. There's a winner of the all valley tournament Every year. Mm-hmm. Are the other 34 guys just <laughs> as popular? Well, the other 34 guys are just as popular, but then the guys that lost are now downtrodden, drinking. I guess you win that tournament. Game changer. So that's it. Johnny's out. He's been drinking a lot. And we are having another montage. Yes. But this time, this one is straight out of Karate Kid. Well, because we're listening to Head Games by Foreigner. And we're seeing old Johnny yes, footage. Yes, yes, yes. On the beach with the motorcycles, mm-hmm. alley, juggling yeah. a soccer ball. And at that moment, as he's driving, he's kind of putting it all together, making sense. It's kind of a very much a Phoenix out of the ashes moment. Very much. Yeah, where he's starting to come back to life, you know. And he parks at... The location of the All-Valley Karate Tournament. Mm, He goes back in time to that parking lot where he had to face off with Crease, right? Exactly. As he's driving in the car and we're listening to head games and we're watching the montage, when he cuts the car, the music stops. So he was playing the music in his car. It wasn't the soundtrack. That I found interesting. He was playing head games. So here he is in the parking lot of the All-Valley Karate Tournament. He's having his moment. He's having a breakthrough. And then, boom, here come three drunken chicks, young girls. Well, I don't know if they're drunk. They're on the phone. No, okay, they're not drunk because one of them said you shouldn't be watching your phone. phone. Shouldn't be on your phone. Okay, so they crash into his car, which is so stupid. That was the only car around, and yet they crash into that. Now, granted, he didn't do a very good job parking, but there's plenty of room to go around. You know what's interesting is we might find out later... Why were those girls there? That was sort of a vacant area. What were they doing there? I want to know. It's a plot point. (laughs) So it's a hit and run. He runs up like a madman, scares them, but gets a pretty good look at them. Who's inside? Well, because he's yelling, open up the door, you know. And that's the last thing they're going to do. Sure. They're just in the car freaking out. He's yelling at the window. He comes face to face with the girl in the back seat. And they just like a bat out of hell say, let's get the hell out of here. And they take off. So he's standing there. Oh, no, he runs to his car. And a car won't start. Oh. So the next thing we see, there's a tow truck. Mm-hmm. And they've got the car ready to take into the shop. Now, they give him a piece of paper and say, you can get your car here. And, of course, it is another reference to <laughs> LaRusso Auto, who also has the best rates in town, and they can fix anything. But what cracks me up is the tow man just leaves him there. <laughs> yeah. 
I've had my cars towed before back in the day and you ride with them yeah. or you get in your car. Sure. So Johnny's in the middle of nowhere, as you just alluded to, yeah. with no ride. The next scene is he's taking a taxi, mm. very old school of Johnny, not Uber or Not Lyft, Uber, okay. And he goes to LaRusso Auto yeah. to get his car and go to another mechanic. Sure. And what happens while he's in LaRusso Auto? He runs into Daniel LaRusso. Well, Daniel LaRusso calls him, Johnny, is that you? And then they have their face off there in the middle of the showroom of the auto dealership. Of course he recognizes him in two seconds. Sure. Oh, but then to make matters worse, Daniel LaRusso invites some of his underling workers over. Hey, this is the guy you beat. And then Daniel, when he says this is where you realize, oh, I think Daniel's, to use a WWE term, he's a heel. Oh, I kicked him in the face. When he said that is when I go, hmm, this is interesting. Now Daniel's kind of bullying a little bit. He's showing off. He's lived with the legend for so long. But he made a reference about Cobra Kai, right? He said something about, isn't it so great they're not around anymore? He said something like that. He puts down Cobra Kai. It wasn't you. It was Cobra Kai. Because he's remembering how that parking lot scene ended. Yes. Then he sends his underlinks away. He says, get back to work. And then they start getting down to the nuts and bolts of the car, the invoice. It's going to end up costing more than the car's worth. It's a really nice touching moment that he offers to just fix the older Pontiac because it's not worth that much. And yeah. Johnny reluctantly accepts. Yeah. And it's a nice touch because you know he's embarrassed. Sure. What else happens is while he's there, we see LaRusso's daughter. We don't really meet her, yes. Samantha. But Johnny recognizes her from sure. the girl in the back seat yep. that hit him. And that is it. He's pissed. He's like, I've been LaRusso'd again. Oh. And he walks off, but Daniel comes after him and gives him what he gives all of his customers is a classic bonsai tree. And Johnny takes it, walks outside, and drops it. Yeah. And then I think there's somebody looking at a car, a customer and a salesperson. I think they look over like, they do. What the hell's, what the hell's this guy? Well, you cue the music and you know right then and there. Cobra Kai is back. Oh. So there's another montage, a third 80s montage yeah. in this episode, where Johnny is now using the check that he ripped mm-hmm. up. So he cashed the check for $25,000 <laughs> and opens up the dojo in Reseda Flats right next to the mini mart. Yes. In the same strip mall, which I thought was hilarious. He opens up the dojo in the same strip mall where he beat those kids' asses. I thought that was very it's funny. It's got good energy. Yeah, and then yeah, exactly. Then he gets a stencil, and what's he put on the wall? Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. We see the Cobra Kai logo come on screen. Man, I was excited. Cobra Kai is back. Yeah. To see the hint of what Daniel's life looks like, he's obviously a success. Yeah. Johnny's fallen from grace. There's no alley, by the way. There's no mention of her. No. And we know that Daniel has a kid. Yeah. Johnny has his first Cobra Kai pupil. Do we know anything else? We don't know anything else about Johnny yet, because something will be revealed in the next episode. As we wrap up, anything you want to add? Yeah, I just want to mention for the toy lovers out there, there is a very cool line of action figures that have just been released right now as we speak by a company called NECA, N-E-C-A, Karate Kid Action Figures. And there's a very cool two-pack that is the tournament scene Daniel LaRusso, Johnny Lawrence faced off in a two-pack action figure set that I will be reviewing 
on my YouTube channel, which is Salvador Los Angeles, all one word, Salvador Los Angeles. So look out for that. I will be having that up very soon. And that thing looks amazing, by the way. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk Cobra Kai. Be sure and subscribe to us on Apple iTunes or anywhere else you might get your podcast. And definitely be sure to check out other episodes. Thank you. Take care.